1: This is the official Notre Dame football post-game show presented by St. Joseph Health System. Brought to you by Coca-Cola, Sirius XM, Chili's, Papa Vino's, South Bend Orthopedics, South Bend Airport, West Bend Insurance, Centier Bank, and ABC 57 News. Also by Pet Refuge, Barnabys of Mishawaka and Granger, OSMC, and the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Brandon Joseph back
2: deep, but Aiden Swanson standing on his own six-yard line right on the hash. Let's see what kind of rush Notre Dame gets. There's the snap right at the middle. It's blocked. They block it again. Recover to the 15, to the 10-5. Touchdown, Notre Dame. You got to be kidding me. Again.
3: And that's how it started. Not a bad way to start, quite honestly the official Notre Dame Football Post Game Show presented by St. Joseph Health System on Sports Radio 960 WSBT and Sunny 101.5. I'm Jimmy Rosari. Uh Reggie Brooks is somewhere out there <laughs> in the stadium. I know that he's here at the game, uh but uh, taking a uh, taking a little bit longer for uh, for him to get uh here to uh to where we do the post game show here at Fighting Irish Media. So, uh he'll be he'll be along Eventually, we'll get his thoughts on the game. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna be happy tonight. Uh, the uh, the running game was just absolutely 100 percent unstoppable. Uh, 47 rushes, 263 yards, a couple of touchdowns, one by Estime, one by Drew Pine, even uh, on that uh, on that on that run that that Drew had. Uh, yeah, that was. I mean, they got out to a fast start defense held Clemson in check all night long JD Ber- JD Bertrand <laughs> Gee, what a night for JD Bertrand 12 tackles uh, a sack two of those tackles for uh, for loss I mean just a huge night for JD uh, but uh, I just that was easily the best game that Notre Dame has uh, has played all season obviously uh, probably the the best called offensive game. Uh, the defense uh also great tonight special teams again uh it's starting to turn into punt block you here and uh, i'm all for it quite honestly if that's if that's how uh if that's how you get things started for Notre Dame then bring on the punt blocks because they've been doing it anyway this year so uh we'll get uh, we'll get into it uh plenty more still to come uh Notre Dame beating Clemson number 4 Clemson by the way Just saying. Uh, 35-14, the final score between Notre Dame and Clemson. We'll have much more coming up on the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
2: Three wideouts just to the left of Angolole. Looking that way. In trouble. Down he goes. Sacked at the 45-yard line as he drifted out to the right. J.D. Bertrand, who had seven tackles in the first half, comes up with a sack for a loss of four to bring up fourth down and nine, and out comes the punt team.
3: That man was all over the field tonight. All over the field. Twelve tackles on the night. You had that sack there. Nine of those tackles solo, and it it seemed like every big defensive play, J.D. Bertrand was uh, right in the middle of it. So, I mean, just – just a fantastic game, Notre Dame and Clemson, 35-14. Uh, this is the official Notre Dame football post-game show presented by St. Joseph Health System on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We found him. Reggie is here, and Reggie is happy. He's glowing.
4: I, I was literally sitting with some Notre Dame all-time greats, Jerome Bettis, okay. um, uh, Tom Carter, and uh, Bobby Taylor, and you cannot forget, you know, didn't play a lot, but uh, my my boy Tracy Graham. This was hard to, I mean, it's hard <laughs> to put into words. You know, I mean, again, I, I, I knew they, you know, Notre Dame had the capacity and the ability to win the game. Mm-hmm. But this was dominant. Yeah. They l- literally dominated the nor- number four team in the country. Yeah. yeah. I mean, physically got after them. Set the tone early, and and this is a home game. Yeah, haven't seen this at right. home. Have yeah. not seen this level of dominance at home, and so I'm hoping that this is what's to come. Mm-hmm. Because if this is what what's to come, you know, not it's gonna say, be a
3: fun November. Yes,
4: <laughs> it's and gonna to be a fun November. You, said, bring on SC, baby! I'm ready for him now. There you go. Let's go. <laughs>
3: You look. You look like you want to like just suit up now. No, no. Oh, okay.
4: I, right. I'm I'm purely a spectator these days. Okay. Right. And and watching that, and then the way we dominated in the run game, and again, yeah, I'm going to keep saying, it. run run the ball, run the ball, play action pass. It does work. I know it's mm-hmm. not pretty. I know it's not sexy, and you know it's not the end thing, but it works. Yeah. And it makes a difference when you can physically dominate the team across from you. And they know it. Mm-hmm.
3: I thought uh, I thought one of one of Drew Pine's best passes tonight was on a play action uh, start of the third quarter uh, to uh, to Thomas. That that rollout play that was one of those plays where I was just like,
4: "There you go, Drew." Yeah, you know you don't have, it doesn't have to be the downfield throw. Yeah. Those those look look out They were like long handoffs. Mm-hmm. Long handoffs. Get you into a rhythm, because that win was no joke.
3: No, no, it was not.
4: That win was no joke, and I'm glad, again, that we were able to establish dominance on the ground. Yeah. And they, they had the – because, I mean, they have a strong passing game, mm-hmm. but we shut it down, and, man, that defense. Like you said, J.D. Bertrand, whew, that kid's been Johnny on the spot all mm-hmm. year, though. Yeah. He's been our best tackler, leader on this defense – from the from the word go and just to see him have a dominant game like that. You know, you, I always talk about guys that jump off, you know, that 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 pop, that mm-hmm. show up and yeah. you see him, you know, and he's been doing that all year.
3: Yeah. He really has been. He's he was just everywhere tonight and uh like I said 12 tackles.
4: 12. Much much better tackling across the board too and Yeah. I I have to give a shout out to former teammate of mine, son to my teammate Daryl Morrison, okay. Ben Morrison. Yeah. I played with Daryl at, at in Washington. That little freshman, he grew up today.
3: Yeah, he did. He grew up he in a sure big way today. Yeah, two interceptions for Morrison, seven tackles, uh, four of them solo, and and really, it, it it never really felt like like Clemson got going as far as passing goes. I mean, DJ didn't have a like a terrible day, twenty seven to thirty nine, not bad. Uh, 191 yards, a touchdown, the interception, obviously. Uh, but I mean that's not a bad day, but it's not the day that he typically has.
4: Well, or has you had it, anyway. if you're throwing 39 passes, yeah, and you you and you don't throw for 200 yards at least, mm-hmm. something's, something's, something's wrong. Something's not yeah. adding up. Yeah, something's not adding up.
3: Uh, as far as uh Clemson's rushing game goes, 25 rushes, 90 yards. Uh, he had 191 yards passing. Um, I think they even tried to go with the uh, with the little you know instant shot of uh, you know the oh, yeah. instant shot with uh, with Klubnik coming in. Yeah, uh, that didn't Did, work. Didn't work. <laughs> didn't work, <laughs> didn't work out. Bit. Did not work out. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, there you have it. I mean, right there. So uh, you know nothing really worked out for uh, for Clemson and and, uh, and gosh, it's it's so sad to see that happen to Dabo. Gosh. It is. <laughs> is it, is it? Is it is. Is it? Is really? it really? I don't think eh. so. Uh, <laughs> I'm good with that. In fact, it could happen. It, dabbles, it could I happen can through run. the Dabble, rest dabble's, of time.
4: Dabbles a nice guy, but. Yeah. I love that.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, it, it could happen through the rest of time. I'd be fine. Yeah. 35 uh, 14, the final score between Notre Dame and Clemson. Notre Dame on the winning end of that and we are very happy about that. The official Notre Dame Football post game show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT rolls on. Next.
2: Um, lay, two wideouts outs to his right, two to his left. Notre Dame rushes four. He looks, throws to the right side, intercepted at the five. 10, 15, 20, far sideline. Oh, with a chance to go. 40 yard line, 30. He will score. 10, five, touchdown Benjamin Morrison. 95
5: yards out.
3: That uh, was a heck of a play by Benjamin Morrison right there. Nine, what was it, 95, 96 yards on the return? Fantastic. Shout-outs shout to, yeah. to, my,
4: to my boy, Daryl Morrison, his dad, former teammate of mine with the uh, Washington Redskins. And to see that, and, you know, we actually – me and Tom Carter literally called mm-hmm. – and Daryl Daryl did not get to see it because he's the chaplain for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh wow. So he missed that play. Oh no. So we get to rub <laughs> it in his face when we talk to him again.
3: Somebody send the man a tape. Somebody Oh yeah. Send, he, the he, tape of the whole
4: night. <laughs> he is definitely I'm sure he's gotten I already gotten uh text messages of that play.
3: Yeah, seven tackles for uh, for Benjamin, uh the two interceptions including the pick six for seemingly, you know, that just went on forever. That was awesome. Uh, a pass breakup as well. Just a big night for him. And, uh, yeah, Notre Dame 35, Clemson 14. The official Notre Dame football postgame show rolling on. Uh, let's see. What do we really need to say about the offense that we haven't said yet?
4: Well, I Drew Pine.
3: <laughs> Drew Pine, yeah.
4: You know, didn't have, like, gaudy numbers. Mm-hmm. But he made the plays um maintain maintained his composure in mm-hmm. his running. Yeah. His running, which again, you know, you don't hadn't, that hadn't been talked about as it relates to Drew Pine and his success. You know, he had a great did a great job of making the plays with his feet when he needed to. Um, you know, and you look at it, he was nine of seventeen, eighty five yards, one touchdown, but zero, zero interceptions. interceptions. No uh, turnover.
3: Yeah, exactly. No turnover. You know, no fumbles or anything. Yeah. There for four I, a touchdown. Yeah. Ran
4: four touchdown. Yeah,
3: that's that's a good yeah. day at the office.
4: Great day at the office. Yeah, great day at the office when you when you got a kid again that's you know people haven't really given him a, you know a lot of praise, They've given him a lot of grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to you know be on the record as giving Drew Pine the praise. Oh, absolutely. For making the plays. Not not again. This I've always said this. I don't need you to win the game, just don't lose it. You win the game by getting the ball to the playmakers mm-hmm. and not turning the ball over. Yep. When you do that, good things happen. Yeah, uliangole has all the, the credentials, and but what did he do? Turn the ball over.
3: Yep.
4: That's, that's what gets you beat when you don't take care of the football, and Notre Dame did a great job taking care of the football and taking it away. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this kid, he and, and Drew Pine is the leader on that offense, because that, he he's the, he's the guy that gets it going. But when you have, like I said, those <laughs> backs that you can hand the ball off to, <laughs> right. they got a pretty good two-headed monster going right they now. They really do between Logan Diggs and uh. and Audric Estime. I mean, they have a heck of a one-two punch, and they're starting to starting to find their groove.
3: What's uh What's crazy is that. Uh- the third punch in there too, Chris Tyree, he had a couple of good plays too.
4: Yeah. So. I would like to see him see them use him more in the passing game. Yeah. Because I think getting him out in space is is where he's at his best. He's not a ground and pound type of a runner. Mm-hmm. But you get him out in space, he can make things happen. You saw them do that with some of the the, the misdirections and the motions and getting him out in the flat. Would love to see him on some of the, doing do, have him doing some more of the screens screen plays because I think he could really add a dimension you know when you get him on the edge and he, and he's a good receiver at the backfield. Uh,
3: seven rushes for twenty six yards for Chris Tyree. Also two catches, twenty six yards. But like I said, they were they were big plays when they needed him. Uh, a couple of first downs, I believe you know in in there too, uh, especially on the catches. I think uh, so. You know, get him. Get him involved, and like you said, get him you know in the passing game because that that really does seem to be his strength as far as uh, as far as the run game goes. Logan Diggs, I didn't know he could run like that. I know he could run I pretty did. pretty damn well.
4: I I had <laughs> I mean I was <laughs> I was not shocked because he is he's a you got to understand he he they were you know a zone outside zone team. And everything was kind of slow and developing, and because he he's always had the speed to get to the edge, because mm-hmm. again he's with the zone concept, but he's sh- adapted and shifted to a more of a downhill running style, yep. which fits Ardric much better. But Logan has that capability because he does a great job of running running in space and being in, in, in running in tight spaces, and he's explosive. He has that power. In explosiveness, so he's kind of like the the in between of Estime and and Chris Tyree. But yeah. I, I I I mean, you guys he was doing this last year. You know he yeah. was he was that set. I mean when when uh, Kyrie, you know, got banged up, it wasn't Tyree that was really the the mm-hmm. that second. Logan Diggs stepped up and became that you know second rusher. True. And so and then he got hurt. Come back from injury, and you got to understand, it takes some time to come back from yeah. some of those leg injuries. And now he's running himself back into the form that he had last year.
3: Right, and I, you know, when I when I say I didn't know he could run like that, you know, like there was a different look to it tonight. You know, I thought I, I thought it looked like like he just doubled up on the anger on on his runs. There were a couple of plays uh, that that he made where I was like. That's estimate right no that's logan yeah
4: he's okay. running he's running with more confidence because he yeah he's he's feeling he's feeling better yeah you know yeah, I know we're far in the season he's coming off of some significant leg injury that kept him out, yeah, it takes some time to kind of build back up that confidence in your legs and in that power that he he's he had in his legs again yeah. now he's able to go and attack a defender versus not feeling that he has the strength and power in his legs to do that and he feeling he had to run away from him. and he, and he does a great job of, of mixing it up you know you know giving you the the power game and then coming back you know and having the ability to to shift and you know and, and make a guy miss
3: Logan Diggs had uh, 17 rushes 114 yards Audric estimate 18 rushes 104 yards also the touchdown uh and mentioned Chris Tyree. Drew Pine with the uh, with four rushes as well for 21 yards, 263. Is this the second, second
4: game in a row with uh two hundred 100-yard rushers. I think so. Did, did, I think – no, I, think I they, had last year, but yeah. they, I know they both had 20 carries. Yeah. But I think, it was, like I said, the second game, both of them went over 100 yards.
3: Yeah. I'll have to look that up. But yeah. But, I, I'm, I'm but, pretty but sure you're right, though. Yeah. This
4: is two games in a row where you got yeah. guys evenly distributing the football – and guys making the most of their opportunities.
3: Absolutely. Uh, 263 yards rushing. Beautiful.
4: To 90. <laughs> and, and, 90. It, and it comes yeah. back to – because, again, Clemson has a strong running game yeah. with Will Shipley. Yeah. Shipley's and, good. Yeah, very yeah. good. I mean, we he was one of the kids that we were high on and really you know thought we had a good shot at him from, from recruiting. And it wasn't – you know, you knew – if Notre Dame could stop their running game. And I actually had a, a guy, um, a Clemson guy ran into uh, at an event today. He's like, if you guys rush for, he said, 220 yards or more, you guys are going to beat us. Okay. And he was correct. He was. He was correct. So hats off to that Clemson guy. And thank you and uh, safe travels back to, uh, back to South Carolina.
3: Absolutely, uh, just you know, without a win, which is yeah. even better. Uh, so <laughs> more, you, this is when you can wish him well, right? Exactly, and, and oh, by the way, you know, there was also a record set tonight, and we haven't even gotten to that yet.
4: Oh yeah, some guy <laughs> so, eighty-seven or so. yeah, right, yeah, some, some, some guy that guy, just a guy, guy. Yeah. just a guy.
3: Uh, Michael Mayer, four uh, four catches, forty-four yards, and and the touchdown, which uh, which. Gosh, the uh, the graphic they, they they put out the graphic
4: really quick. Literally, he is the all-time yeah. leading yeah uh, he, he's record the best. record holder for all tight end categories. Uh, touchdowns, uh, receiving, receiving yards. touchdowns,
3: receiving yards, and receptions. Yes. So, I mean,
4: and he's a junior. He's a so junior. he literally technically he could yeah. come back.
3: He could. I would. Yeah. I would be very surprised would, if he did. And I would
4: hope he wouldn't. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's ready to move on.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's gonna make uh he's gonna make some NFL team very happy. Yes. Yeah. Uh more to come still with the uh the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Uh we'll get to Marcus Freeman's postgame press conference uh coming up at some point. Uh, also uh the opponent's scoreboard. Uh some interesting scores today. Yes. On the opponent's scoreboard.
4: Well, again, what if we get to Marcus? Because have they cleared the field yet? <laughs> they, they, they've stolen <laughs> the field started, again. Yeah. So I'm, like, hopefully they can get out of there.
3: Right, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, that's all still to come. It's the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
2: And it's estimated to the right of pine in the shotgun. He takes the handoff up the middle, leaps over the line of scrimmage, keeps his feet across the 25, and tackled just inside the 20-yard line on the far hash. <laughs> Boy, that was an athletic, entertaining run for 12 more yards. Another first down fighting Irish, first and 10 on the 20-yard line.
3: Uh, Notre Dame with 24 first downs today, and also 6 of 12 on uh, on third down. Not too shabby. Uh, by comparison, Clemson with, uh, with 21 first downs, but only four of 11 on third, sta- on third downs and uh, 0 for 1 on fourth down. So, uh, just a fantastic day for the defense, quite honestly. Uh, and also that guy right there, Audrey Estime. So, uh, as I This is before, two games
4: in a row yeah. that he's really shined. Yeah. And, you know, you look at that and I, I make a correction. I was incorrect in that this was the second game of those guys. Both those guys over 100 yards last week. They both had over. 20, they had both had 20 rushes, and Estimate had 100 yards, but Diggs were, was at 85. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I want to make sure I correct that that aspect. But those two guys are running very well, and they, they're complementing each other very, very yeah. well. And you see guys finishing runs, and you know that wears on a defense. And as physical and as big as Clemson's defense is, they just simply wore down.
3: Audrey got, <laughs> got a really really good couple of stiff arms thrown in there, too. Like, he was just throwing guys off of it. Just, it was fantastic to watch. Uh, so, I mean, Notre Dame winning 35-14. Uh, yeah, just a uh,
4: – Dominant performance.
3: Their, their best game of the season, hands down.
4: Oh, without a doubt. Hands I mean, down. This team is finding
3: – Maybe their best game in a couple of seasons, even.
4: This, game, this team is finding their identity. Yeah, And that's been the – real question mark for some time is, who are they? Who is Notre Dame? And, you know, they really have been able to define that because, again, I think early on with the run scheme that they had, it wasn't who this team was. Now they're starting to really lock into, you know, that that identity of, hey, we're a physical power run football team and we're going to punch you in the mouth down after down and play action pass off of that misdirection and give it it gives them just a, a different element of you know excitement to watch him and to see him play and play at such a high level um, but again this game was not what I expected so I hats off to coach Freeman and um, and I got it I gotta give give Tommy Reese some props because mm-hmm. you know Quarterbacks, they love to throw the ball. Yeah, and for him to restrain himself and run the ball and be disciplined the way they were in the play calling. Hats off to Tommy Reese for calling the hell of a game, our heck of a game. Sorry,
3: Oh, you are fine. But <laughs> just, just that's okay. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's worse. Uh.
4: So when you are doing that, it, it's you know it, it builds confidence. Yeah, and this team is having confidence going into the last you know. Quarter of the season, um, and you know, I'm looking for some. You know, like I said, I'm I'm ready for SC now. Yeah. Let's 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 beat some Trojan Trojan behind, and let's, <laughs> let's go to work. Next, literally, if they if they don't, if they don't do anything, they can lose the rest of the games except that one. Okay. If they beat USC, life is good. Okay. I'm good.
3: All
4: right. I am so good.
3: All right. I mean, there's there's some other people around town. I'm pretty sure wouldn't be happy, but you know what? This game, just point them back to this game, you know, yeah. and and also a, a win over SC.
4: And I have what to more say, would you need? And I have to say, um, so I have the op had the pleasure of meeting Cam Hart's mom. Okay. So I don't know if January is listening, but I, you you know what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. So she has been to all the away games. Mm-hmm. She has not been to any home games. This was her first home game.
3: And it was definitely their best home game of
4: the year. Yes. So January, you know, from here on out, at the very least, you <laughs> got to be at all the rest of the home games. <laughs> right. So you you you're on you're on the hook for that. You're on the hook for that.
3: Got got to make it back for Boston College in a couple of weeks. Yes. So yeah. so
4: bear bear with it. Yep. Deal with the cold, suck it up, get on get we'll get be fine. get your butt back here in, in South Bend in a couple of weeks.
3: Yeah, heck? it was 57 degrees at kickoff. I know. Wow,
4: <laughs> I will say this. I, I, this is my last game because
3: don't get me wrong, the yeah. wind was awful.
4: Yeah, but I mean, it oh. was. I've was, I, 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 in November. Yeah, seen worse.
3: Oh yeah, oh, felt yeah. worse. Oh. so
4: I'm I'm okay with this one. I'm yeah. okay with it. Like I said high winds because again, it disrupted their passing game, and you know we showed up on the ground and they didn't. Yep. So Absolutely. I would I will take the wind, the high winds. Of South Bend for the win.
3: Absolutely, absolutely, and I mean, the wind was pushing the running game through the through holes. Yeah, like you wouldn't believe. So I mean, that, I th- mean
4: that that was that was a, that was a thing of beauty watching those two guys, and you love when they push the pile, mm-hmm. and love seeing those guys falling forward, and and just setting the tone early. And, again, with all the praise that we're giving, you know, Drew Pine and, and Estime and Logan Diggs and Chris Tyree, this offensive line dominated from the word go. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, hats off to Lug and Alt and Corral. Car- Is it Corral or Carroll? Uh, Z Corral, yep. yeah. Corral. And, and Fisher mm-hmm. and Patterson. Yep. And, and also the tight ends, because they, cause they yeah. got after it too. So this was the – and I must say, didn't have anything to with anything, but I saw – I was on the field, and I, I got to see Harry Heastead. Okay. And I was like, dominate up front. He delivered. He delivered.
3: They all delivered. So the whole line delivered, and the tight ends, so it, like you mentioned.
4: big congrats to yep. Harry Heastead for – because, again, this was – Last year I, I said before our offensive line struggled and Harry's brought him back to the promised land. Yep. They, he's gotten those guys back where they need to be and I, I, I can I just see bigger and better things happening from here.
3: All right, we've got uh, let's see, Marcus Freeman's press conference coming up. Uh, I think that started a little bit late because he probably had to shake like ten thousand students' hands on the way. To the uh, to the media room Fair. happens you know yeah, happens. Right.
4: <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> security <laughs> 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 who needs security
3: ah, ah, it's okay yeah yeah. I mean they're not gonna we'll hurt get em. there yeah, we'll I'll get there, get there eventually
4: yeah. <laughs> you know he may still be w- waved through a few few students here and there <laughs> he could be who knows yeah. I just, I,
3: I, don't now, <laughs> I will
4: say this <laughs> with those these night games yeah you got to be careful because there's they get extra extra party time in there oh yeah. So, you know, there may be a few inebriated uh, young folks. So Could you be. Got, just got to be careful with that.
3: Yep, absolutely. Uh, more to come still on the official Notre Dame football postgame show. As I mentioned, Marcus Freeman's press conference. We're definitely going to be hearing from some players today. Uh, and uh, the opponent's scoreboard, which, uh, as I kind of teased before, a couple of little interesting scores as far as the opponent's scoreboard goes. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll have that for you coming up. and uh, And plenty more as the official Notre Dame football post-game show rolls on on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Mm-hmm. Seeing this on, uh, on Matt Fortuna's Twitter account, Matt Fortuna, a uh, writer at The Athletic, uh, Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney on Notre Dame, they just physically kicked our butt, period. The end.
4: Bam. That's it. Yep. It's a wrap. Yep. Unplug everything. Show's we're, over. We're done. We're, done. we're good. <laughs> dabble, dabble nailed it.
3: Tack on all the spots. We're just blow through them all. We're out of here. That's it. That's <laughs> period. The official Notre Dame football postgame show uh, rolling on. Presented, of course, by St. Joseph Health System. Also uh, brought to you in part by the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Learn more at FeedIndiana.org. Pet Refuge: Adopt, don't shop, where new beginnings have happy endings. And by Centier Bank, Indiana's largest private family-owned bank. Uh, let's uh, let's talk let's talk defense because uh, as uh, as we're waiting for uh, for our uh, recording of, uh, of Marcus Freeman's press conference to. Uh, to finish up, J.D. Bertrand uh, just a uh, monstrous game. I think is really the only way, and I kind of sound like a broken record when I say that too. Yeah, I well, feel that way anyway. The, the but thing, it's what
4: happens. The thing that I saw with, the, from a defensive standpoint, of the correction. Mm-hmm. So, last few games, teams have really been hurting us with the um, the the screen, the outside screen. To the receiver, you know, guys were struggling, you know, coming up to make the tackle, not really defeating the block uh, of, of the, the receiver, not coming up and really ripping through and getting up and making a play. And, again, early on, you know, Clemson had some success with that. Then the secondary defensive back started to blow that up, and they had to switch up and say, okay, hey, we're going to try to run at Notre Dame.
3: Nope.
4: Not having it. Not having it. You know, they said when when your linebacker is has the bulk of the carries, something's going well. Yep. Something yep. from a defensive standpoint is going well when your your middle linebacker is making the plays that are there. That's a good thing.
3: Yep. Uh 12 tackles, uh, nine of them by himself, had a sack. Uh, Benjamin Morrison with seven tackles, two interceptions, one of them the pick six. Uh, Isaiah Foskey, another uh, great game, four tackles uh, f- with a sack. Uh, Tariq Bracey had a sack and four tackles. Howard Cross, I thought that first sack that he had, I thought that set a tone. Yeah, I thought that was a real tone setter.
4: Well, and I think they understood, Duck said, that William uh, has a has a propensity to hold on to the football. He does, and if you really continue to fight in drive, you can get there. Yeah. And again, that that, that the defense really kept the pressure on, um, and the secondary. I mean, you know, coverage was solid. They weren't able to get going. I mean, because you know their passing game, they have some dynamic receivers, big big arm quarterback. Never was never was able to get get into a rhythm, because did a great job. Hats off to Al Golden on the on the uh, some of the blitz calls, you know they kept him off balance and, and mixing it up. And that's secondary, this is the best I've seen them tackle all yeah. year. And d- defensively, period. Yeah. You know, and, J- and J.D. has always been a solid tackler, but that has been the the Achilles' heels of this defense is you know m- missed tackles by not wrapping up. And they rallied to the football. You saw a lot of guys around the football, especially on those outside screens. Oh yeah. You had guys oh. running, linebackers running out There'd be five to get guys out, out there. there, yeah, and making the play mm-hmm. and saying, "Okay, hey, we're going to defend this. We're going to defend the whole field, and we have we have the horses to get it done up front. You know, because it always starts up front. If they're able to, de- they're able to block us up. It'd be a long it's going to be a long day. Our defensive linemen did a great job ripping off blocks, linebackers coming through, you know, uh, uh, filling the gaps, maintaining gaps, gap security across the board. Just a solid, well-rounded defensive game plan and well executed. And this is something Marcus has talked about for some time. It's like, you know, you can come up with the best game plans, but can your guys execute it? Mm-hmm. You know, so this was not only, you know, a, a solid game plan, this was very good execution on both sides of the ball and particularly defensively of keeping things in front, keeping inside in front because you know they you know, Clemson has scored to the second half. Fourth quarter. Wow.
3: Yeah.
4: And you know, like a couple garbage an, time touchdowns. They have a, a yeah. an explosive you know, explosive offense, and you you contain that offense until the second half. Impressive.
3: Yeah, very impressive. Uh, we got to give some props to the special teams, too.
4: Four, this is the fourth one. Yeah. Fourth punt block.
3: Yeah. Actually, I, I think it's more. Six. Yeah, I think it's six. Six.
4: Yeah. Wow. You, you would think, like I said, well, and I watched one of them and was just like, are you going to block him? Right. It's like you <laughs> yeah. just they were just standing there the C's like The part. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> last time I checked you you blocked people from blocking the punt. <laughs> right. If you're going to if you going to if you going to keep them from blocking the punt. What is the point of you being back there as a personal protector if you're not going to protect anybody? Yeah. Just yeah. let them go through?
3: Yeah, there there was almost two. Because there was uh one of the punts by Clemson uh just looked like a wounded it was Yeah, duck it was ugly. coming down. It, was, it went of for like was part twenty
4: of, yards. I got to bit so. part of that was some of that was the, the win. because that wind was oh, flipping sure. down the field. Yeah. And you know, like I said, but yeah, I mean, at, at some point in time, you, do you watch film on special teams to know that they have they've blocked some kicks? Yeah, <laughs> like they've, they've had some. Op- they, they've, they've done had, that.
3: They they've had a few. This
4: yeah, year. you might want to defend that. Yeah, it's called blocking. <laughs> You know, you don't. You block the man so he doesn't block the punt. Exactly. I yes, mean, that's, that's really
3: a fundamental, you know, of football. But
4: you'd be surprised how little fundamentals play in the game of football these days. <laughs> that's
3: true. Uh, Jordan Patella with the uh, with the block. Prince Kali with the uh, with the recovery. The 17 yards into the end zone for the touchdown.
4: He caught uh, it out the air too. And was like, yeah. He was a little shocked when he first got. He was like, Oh, 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 <laughs> oh okay, oh, okay.
3: Wait. all right. Oh, look I, at all this green yeah. grass in front of me. No one's hitting me right. Now. Okay, I mean, okay, I can run. <laughs> I was saying it all week. They had to get out to a fast start. Yeah, I and, was. And yeah, this, 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 wow, yeah, that that was that was a pretty good start. So you
4: know, again, special teams is this was a dominant performance, all phases of the game. Yep, offense, defense, and special teams, dominant performance. And again, like like Dabo said it wasn't even close. Yep. I mean, like I said the last garbage touchdowns other than that was not even close. Was I mean not even remotely close.
3: Yeah, the second, you know, the second one was with a minute and a half. Yeah, it was, yeah. the game was over.
4: Yeah. Okay. The game was <laughs> over.
3: Although I would have liked to have seen him pitch a shutout. I was kind of hoping as I as I was coming down here for, you know after the third quarter I was kind of like man I hope this shutout continues and then of course I missed a touchdown but you know
4: also oh, it's your fault the Discord. probably she you were really but I not watching.
3: I also missed the Morrison interception
4: oh it was it was a thing of beauty
3: yeah I, oh I've seen replays it, <laughs> it was fantastic
4: I mean he was and what I like about it he catches the ball was catches the balls with his hands yep I mean you know that's you know, because a lot of times, you know, really defensive backs are just receivers that can't catch. <laughs> right. So that's kind of the the the, the adage that you hear. Yeah. But this young man, uh, very good hands. Mm-hmm. Does a great job of grabbing the ball out of the air and not letting it get into his body.
3: Yep. Two of them on the night, too. So uh, he, uh, he had a big night tonight. Uh, let's see. Press conferences galore. We'll have those. Uh, the opponent's scoreboard as well. Uh, that is all still to come on the official Notre Dame Football Post Game Show presented by St. Joseph Health System. The official Notre Dame Football Post Game Show presented by St. Joseph Health System rolling on on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Notre Dame over Clemson tonight, 35 to 14. Marcus Freeman, his uh, post-game press conference finally happened. Here it is.
5: Man, I wish I could get up here and just say, man, we're happy with the win. And this is this is a special one. And uh, you know, not every day do you get the opportunity to play in this place, uh, jam packed with those fans and um have an opportunity to be the top five team in the country. Uh it's really special in and, and I'm so proud of our guys and uh, the way they continue to trust us coaches. Um, They, they do exactly what you ask them to do. That's what makes them so special is that they're willing to do whatever you tell them to do to help us have success. And uh, it's an honor to coach them. Um, It's special, man. You can hear those fans, man, the students. And I really didn't want to leave that field. I mean, you know, to spend some time with those students. And, uh, man, this is a game that I'll never forget. Uh, But uh, extremely pleased with the way our guys played Offense, defense, special teams, all three phases really played well. And uh, we're going to enjoy this one. We're going to enjoy it tonight, um, enjoy it tomorrow. And then uh, at some point tomorrow, we got to get back and get back to work and get ready for Navy. But uh, this is a special win for me and, and for this football program.
1: With that, I'll open it up.
6: All right,
1: we'll go third row on the left and coach uh Clemson's defensive line, certainly one of the best defensive lines in the country. At what point did you realize that you were in a position to physically dominate
5: them? You know, I don't I don't want to say we physically dominate them. Um but we knew going in, Tim, that that we have to run the ball. You look at Every game that we've ha- we've won, I think we've rushed the ball 40-plus times. Um, that's been our backbone. And we knew this defense line was special, but we couldn't shy away from our strength. And uh, um, it was a challenge to our offensive line, challenge to our quarterback, challenge to our running back. But you know what? I think at some point during the game, their confidence kind of rose and said, listen, we can block anybody in the country. And they showed they could do that tonight.
1: And then uh second row on your right, Tom. Mark Marcus White tonight for this group. You know, I,
5: I wish I could, you know, explain exactly how you know this season is gone. I you can't, you know, and it's never as you foresee it on the front end. You know, I think you look at a game, it's never how we didn't foresee this game going that way. We didn't see this season going this way. We don't shoot as an adult, you don't see life on the front end exactly going the way you dreamed, but you know what? I'm happy that the kids continue to believe in what we're doing. And uh today was one of those special moments, you know, we're not going to listen to difficult times. We're, we're going to have difficult t- times as a program. That's part of um this growth that we're continuing to, to strive to achieve. But um today was a day it all came together, you know, and they were able to, truly execute um they really prepared their tails off and uh
1: I think tonight was a reflection of the way they prepared you were one of the first ones uh, up the tunnel and into the locker room to, to have that to have just maybe a little quiet moment there before all the
3: players and everybody else gets in like when you exhale what, what's your first thought there
5: I don't know I haven't been able to yet um George didn't let me stay on the field as long as I wanted kind of got me out of there said get out of here um you know, and I hugged the coaches because usually we go straight and we call up and, and you know, we say our post game announcements and we move on. But um, I went to the coaches' locker room and gave them hugs, man. It's an honor to work with those guys. Uh, they truly prepare their tails off, you know, and, and you know what? Just like your players, your coaching staff feels, you know, the ups and the downs and they just work their tails off and you know, it's an honor to coach with those guys too. So I gave, that's exactly what I did. I went to my locker room and went to the coach's locker room and gave them hugs and, and told them how much I appreciate them. And then the team came up and we addressed the team and now we're here.
6: Donnie, Brett, go. Marcus, I remember in leading up to the Ohio State game, you talked about needing to run the ball because maybe that was kind of how you had to play Ohio State. And seemingly this game, you needed and wanted to run the ball because it, that was just your strength. So I guess what does it mean to kind of win a strength-on-strength strength matchup in the manner that you did?
5: Yeah, we wanted to run the ball, you know, Ohio State seemed so long ago, but there was points of the game we weren't able to do it, you know. And, and at some point tonight, if we weren't able to run the ball with efficiency, we are going to have to throw it a little bit more. And and we threw it when we needed to, but we were running the ball with the efficiency that we needed to continue to extend the drives. And, you know what, you have to play to your strengths, Right. And that can be within a game. That's not within it can be within each game. And today that one of those strengths was playing really good defense and uh, running the ball on offense.
6: And then on on special teams, I know we want to be aggressive every week, but in being this was kind of a battle of two special teams units. Pretty good. How much of an emphasis and then just a boost was it to get that kind of special teams game flipping play early on?
5: Yeah. Yeah, he did it again. You know, that group did it again. And. Crudo's coach Mason, his hard work um, and his preparation, you know, and I and I challenged that group yesterday. I said, "Listen, you won't surprise anybody. Everybody in the country knows you're coming after a punt." And uh, but when you find ways to execute and you find ways to play with relentless effort, it doesn't matter if a team knows you're you're coming after a punt or not. And uh, that's why I'm so happy for that group because. Listen, everybody knows we're coming after punts. And uh for them to go out there and be able to execute, we're not tricking anybody. You know, it's about the way we teach it and the way they go out and they execute. And uh today was a great job by that punt block unit.
6: And then same down from on your right, John Bryce.
1: Hey Marcus. Um, week after week, win or lose, you've come in here and said, We're a good football team. This is a good football team. We've obviously never been through anything like this before. So how did you continue to deliver that message? And how did you continue to show yourself that you were a good football team?
5: You know, it's it's tough because you you have some moments in your office when you're by yourself that you, you know, it, you you got to take a deep dive into yourself. Like, what are you doing? What, what do you have to do to get this thing changed? Um, and you got to believe in what you're doing, you know. But when I'm in front of that group, you got to be the most confident individual. Um, that they've ever seen. You know, if their leader gets out there in front of the group after a loss or after we don't play well with their head down, they'll, what are they supposed to think? You know? And so I make sure when I walk out of my office, I'm the most confident leader um, that I can be. Um, Cause they need that. They will go as their leader goes. And uh, I have to do that. But listen, there's times as, as we all have, we're, we're, we're by ourselves in, in solitude and really have to reflect and, and have to talk to ourselves a little bit. But um I think the thing I've learned is that as what I said earlier, is that it's never how we foresee it on the front end. You know, care if you go undefeated and win a national championship, or if you're what are we six and three and, and you've lost a couple games that you didn't believe you, you would have at the start of the year, but you can paint a beautiful picture, right? You can make this thing the way you want, as long as you continue, you can't just, as I told the guys, man, this is a, a spiritual school. We can't just pray and think things are magically going to change. We pray, but you got to put in the work and you have to be very intentional in saying, we're not just trusting the process. We have to fix it. And we have to attack the deficiencies that we have. And, and that's going to be the challenge. Even after today, after a great win like this, are we still willing to go and take hard look at, our, at ourselves and say, how can I improve as an individual? After a win over a top five program, can we still be selfless? Can we tune out all the outside noise? Because it's easy to tune out the outside noise when you're not winning because it's all negativity, right? And, and But the challenge to this group is, can you tune it out even right now when there might, somebody might pat you on the back and say, you're doing a great job? No, continue to stay focused, continue to work on the things that we know it's going to take for us to improve because that's a challenge every week to improve. <laughs>
1: And you you referenced the selflessness. So you've got wide receivers that aren't necessarily getting a bunch of balls on their way, but they're still blocking. You have three different running backs all carrying it. You got veteran DBs congratulating Ben Morrison after his pick six. I mean, what do you attribute that to and what are the benefits now and long term for that?
5: To their coaches, um those position coaches that every day are with them and and continue to to reinforce that message. Um, to the type of kids we have, you know. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame attracts a special individual, right? It takes a selfless individual to thrive at a place like this that understands it's bigger than yourself. And uh, I think that's the beauty of being at this place. we got a whole bunch of kids that want to be national champions at first-round picks, but they're selfless. And they understand about um, the bigger picture. They understand it's bigger than themselves. And uh, that's why it's a joy to coach them. But every day, those position coaches have to reinforce that message.
6: Second row on your left, Tyler
1: James. Marcus, how does Benjamin Morrison put himself not only in position to make those plays, but come through with two huge plays for the defense?
5: He's a tough, just a mentally tough kid. You know, he got a PI called against him, then comes back and gets an interception, got a ball caught on him, then comes back and gets a pick six, you know, credit to his, his parents. I mean, he has a special set of parents, dad that played in the NFL for a while, but also he's a minister. And, um, you know, I think helps him spiritually and helps him mentally, um, stay in the right mind frame. And his mother is just an unbelievable woman that has raised a couple of gymnasts and, uh, You know, it's it's a it's a to me a a reflection of his upbringing, but he's an ultimate competitor that doesn't get shaken. And, and, you know, it's really uncommon for a freshman to be like that.
7: How much did the defense's ability to limit Clemson offensively impact what you guys were able to do on offense and
5: be able to sort of control the ball? Yeah, it took a lot of pressure off of them, you know, to start the game, go up seven, nothing after a punt block. Um, You know, offense kind of ran the ball a little bit. We had a couple punts and then to go up and score before half, right? It's to go 14, nothing in that middle eight period. And and it was huge because now as the defense continues to force Clemson to punt, the offense doesn't feel that pressure. We have to score, you know, and and uh, our defense came up huge today. And uh, again, I'm proud. They've been, they've done a really good job all year. And uh, I'm proud of that group and that coaching and then those coaches.
6: And then last question, front row
3: on your right, Pete Sampson. Marcus, I I think it was a couple weeks ago you talked about you can't just build on what was done here before. You had to do it your own way. Is this proof of concept for that? And then does this sort of help when you talked about you have to project confidence? How significant is tonight for you where projecting it is going to be a lot easier now? You don't have to talk yourself into it.
5: Yeah. I mean, to answer your first-party question, absolutely. This is still a part of a new foundation right you can't just change leaders and think as i said it's just going to continue to do like this you know we have to build this foundation the right way um and so that we believe it comes infallible you know it becomes infallible that you know you got such a strong foundation man that you no matter what happens man you're going to be solid um what was I going to say? What was the second part of that question, Pete? No, oh, just, I mean, you talked about confidence. Something. You got to talk yourself into the You know, as I told the team, I think I might say this, winning does two things for you in my mind. I said this to the team. It it gives you that feeling, right, that it's hard to reciprocate, the feeling of being a winner. And, and it's short-lived, though, especially here, because next week we got to get ready to go. But for tonight and tomorrow morning, you know what? You have that feeling. It's one of the greatest feelings in the world. But two, it's a confidence and belief in what you're doing. You know, it's it's it it reaffirms the process, reaffirms the things that you teach. But the challenge will be, as I said to this group last week, the challenge will be those lessons that you lose when that you gain when you lose. Right. Those the failures, the things that you it's so easy to to look at yourself and and say, how can I get better? And what do I have to do as an individual get better? And how can we tune out the outside noise and be intentional on our work? Those are things that it's easy to do when you lose. The challenge will be for this group is when we have success, man, to continue to have that mindset of of improvement, of selflessness, and of continue to just staying together.
1: And what what can Drew Pine get out of tonight? I mean, he books back, so he, it's kind of his guy. He's, you know, sort of hugging Tommy on the sidelines while the game's still going on. Like, how can this sort of boost him the rest of the way?
5: Man, he he's a winner. And, uh, you know, he has to be unselfish and continue not to look at stats just look at do I do do I do the things necessary for us to win you know and he did he took care of the football um when we decided to throw the ball he did he took some shots you know what really ran the play clock really efficiently um there's a lot of things that he's going to be able to build off from this one and uh he's doing a great job of leading our offense all right thanks coach all right guys thank you
3: as we were just sitting here listening to it he said uh I don't want to say that uh that they dom that we dominated Clemson,
4: but you did. Yeah, I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say it too. I will say it. That was you know, you know I don't know if, you know, why not say it? I yeah. mean, it, it's a fact. Yeah, Dabble said it. It's on tape. Dabble yeah. said
0: it. I mean,
4: it's okay. Dabble he yeah. agreed. Yeah, yeah.
3: At, at, at some point, you
4: know, puff the it. chest a little bit. You Own know? it. Own it. Yeah.
3: Uh Anyway your thoughts on that on besides that
4: <laughs> I you 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 can just hear the excitement and joy in his yeah. voice in this win this was this was this was that signature win that that you know he's been looking for and he mm-hmm. needed and you know and I'm hoping it's also you know that that signature moment for the team to see what others see in them you know and, and he talks about it you know the importance of, you know, having the confidence and displaying the confidence as the coach and the leader of the program that you project what you want from your players. And they put it together. Yeah. And, you know, but it's just, you know, and I know Marcus a little bit, Mm -hmm. but just – it it did it did my heart good to to see him get this win because he genuinely cares for those kids mm-hmm. you know he wants to be successful, you know, so he fights and coaches and 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 he's so intent not because this is to make him look good, he wants it for them, he wants yeah. it for his players, and that that's something that is. You know, in, in this day and age, egos are rampant in in, in college athletics and professional athletics, high school athletics for that yeah, matter. Yeah. And you know, just see, see someone that genuinely cares and wants the best for these young men is is is, is very heartwarming, and you you can just tell that he, he he doesn't want to let them down. Right. You know, and that's just you know he's con- and the way he he. He's intentional with his staff. You know, this is someone that genuinely cares for, you know, and and I'm not speaking on any other coach. I'm just what I see from Coach Freeman is a genuine care and love for his players, for his staff, but also for the university. Yeah. You know, and you know people you know, come and go and but it's rare to see someone that is, you know, because this is not his alma mater, but he's invested in the principles and the values mm-hmm. of this institution. And, you know, he wants to go out and, you know, put on the performance that as a coach and as a team that will make our ladies university proud. And it's and it just warms my heart to see, you know, this, this young man coming to this this position, very difficult position. Oh, yeah. And, and, and just watching him grow as a head coach has been a, a joy to watch. And, you know, I just hope he knows how proud a lot of the alumni are of him. And, and just because he's he's always wanting, like I said, again, wants the best for others. Mm-hmm. He's a very unselfish individual. And just in my interactions with him, he's always thinking – about the team and the players, so you know, because people have things to say. You know, you oh this game, and you know, I know even some like I said you know, alumni talk about Tommy. I said I'm I'm a Tommy Reese fan just because I've I'm watching him grow mm-hmm. and giving that opportunity to see him grow and develop as a as a offensive coordinator. You know, same thing with Marcus. You know, I got I've gotten to know the staff, and you can just since the important, excuse me, importance of this game to Marcus and to the staff and just the program, and you know, you hopefully this is something that launches them. Now we got to learn how to be consistent in our performance, mm-hmm. the consistent in the execution. And Marcus talked about, hey, here's the game plan, but you got to execute it. Yeah, and 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 he kind of touched on what I was saying about uh, Drew Pine. You know, hey. You don't have to do anything great. Just be efficient yep. and protect the football and lead this team.
3: You were uh, you were talking about, uh, you know, this isn't his alma mater, but he, you know, upholds all of the values of this university. As an alum, how does that make you feel?
4: Oh, great. I mean he- – because at the end of the day, you, you, this it's a game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these young men will go off to do other things. And, you know, I was glad to see him talk about uh, Ben Morrison and his family because I, I know Daryl, I know his dad. Mm-hmm. I played with his dad. And I know the type of person that he is. I know yeah. the type of family that he comes from. And, again, you're like, well, what does that got to do with football? it ha- it may not have anything to do with football but it has everything to do with the type of environment and the type of people you want in your program mm-hmm. what's the culture of your program
3: yeah it does have some it, it doesn't have something to do with football but it does have something to do with
4: football yeah. you know' There's foot and, and that's the thing about it you I was you know this is a game and you know these are it's, he, the guy I was talking to he, he said these are kids yeah and we 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 heap a lot of expectation on kids and you know when when he said that it 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 took me back to the Stanford game and the Marshall game and the in the struggles that Notre Dame had and you know I will critique the play on the field mm-hmm. but will never would never want to diminish the individual yeah and you know and and I had the like I said, had the opportunity to meet Cam Hart's mom, and she said something to me that really resonated with me about, you know, when people talk about um, people's th- – her son. You know, as, they see him as a football player, and, again, he's, he's a human being. Mm-hmm. He's a person. He's a young man. He's developing. He's a kid. And sometimes that gets kind of skewed – the perspective of – It gets lost, yeah. 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 It's like, you know, we're, we, we look at these young men and, you know, they're physically opposing, but they're human beings. Exactly. They make mistakes. Yeah. And this is a young team that's growing, it's developing, and they're figuring it out. Yeah. And this expectation that, you know, you have to win everything all the time is absurd. And that's – and seeing – you know, how the coaches and the players represent our ladies' university, I have a sense of pride because it's more than just playing to represent yourself and to play a game. It's having integrity. It's having principles. It's having values to see and want to do, have something that's beyond the game. And, you know, I, to me that's what Notre Dame is supposed to stand for something beyond the game and not be caught up in the business of football yes it is a business oh, yeah. it is a lucrative business and it is a very part a p- important part of you know generating revenue but when you see these young men go out there and compete play well and but you also get to see them beyond that seeing the parents mm-hmm. you know I, I'm a big believer in like I said you know caring for not only the player but the players family because they're responsible for getting that individual to this university and you have to show them that hey this is you're I'm entrusting these people are entrusting their children to you
0: mm-hmm.
4: I take that you know took that very seriously I still take it very seriously and that's what Marcus does. This is not about, you know, hey, how successful they'll be at the next level. Right. This is about, hey, what type of individual or person you're going to be when you leave here. And I have an impact on that. And I want to make sure I, I impact that in the right way. So you're, you're developing, you know, great men um, of character, of principle, and having value and then valuing others.
3: Have
4: you had that feeling from any other coach? Um. Afterwards, I had it from Coach Holtz, but when you're playing for him, you just – Oh, yeah, that, wanna, that,
3: that's got to be two different things, yeah. Yeah,
4: you want to kill him. so <laughs> right. I,
3: At least I did at <laughs> one point.
4: But I look back and see and, and remember the things that he talked about to the team because mm-hmm. we have a mantra that love, trust, and commitment. And, you know, you know, do you care about people – you know, are you committed to doing things the right way, and can you be trusted to do the things the right way? You know, and having answering those questions of yourself and of your teammates, it it will it will form bonds and relationships that will last, last you know, decades later.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, very good, very good. Uh, the uh, the opponent's scoreboard coming up next. Uh, also, going to hear from a couple of players before we're uh, before we're done. Going to hear from Michael Mayer, who you know. Oh, oh by the way, just said a That you know, record
4: breaking yeah,
3: guy. Yeah, that record breaking guy. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, also, I believe uh, Benjamin Morrison. We'll will hear from him as well. So yeah, after I've
4: his- really never see, got to see him speak. So I'm I'm actually listen, interested in listening. Okay. Because because he's a freshman. Yeah. And, and you know, freshmen really aren't supposed. To, in my book, they're not really allowed to talk.
0: Right.
3: You
4: know, until second semester of freshman year, right. then <laughs> you got to learn something first. Yes, yeah. you you have to. Yeah, you oh, have I think to. he's been
3: doing a lot of learning
4: this yeah. year, though. So, so it'll be. I'm actually kind of interested to see what he has to say.
3: All right, that uh, that and hopefully a- it's
4: not too much, because <laughs> he's a freshman.
3: Right, you have your copy points here. They are. <laughs> Do not stray.
4: Stay, uh, stay within the script. <laughs> stay on script.
3: That is all still to come on the uh, the official Notre Dame football post game show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
1: And now it's time to see how Notre Dame's opponents fared on the Under Armour opponent scoreboard. Of course, Under Armour, the official clothing and uniform providers of Notre Dame athletics. Ohio State got the victory. They're undefeated. However, though, it was not necessarily a dominant performance against Northwestern. They do get the victory, though, 21-7 today. Marshall shuts out Old Dominion 12-0. Currently, among two future, one future Notre Dame opponent, one opponent already played, USC has a 20-7 lead over Cal Berkeley at the half. North Carolina had their problems with Virginia and Charlottesville today, but they get the victory 31-28. BYU comes from behind on the blue turf in Boise to defeat the Boise State Broncos 31-28. Stanford went to Pullman today and, or excuse me, hosted Pullman-based Washington State, and they got clobbered 52-14. The Cougars defeat the Cardinal today. UNLV falls just short against San Diego State on the road 14-10. Syracuse went into Pittsburgh and lose to the Panthers today 19 to 9 back-to-back losses for Syracuse. Navy lost to Cincinnati today 20 to 10. Also another note among the service academies Air Force defeated Army so Air Force has officially clinched the Commander-in-Chief's trophy for 2022. And Boston College no Phil Jurkovic today. They lose to former Coordinator Mike Elko at Notre Dame, now, of course, the head coach at Duke. Duke gets the victory over Boston College today, 38-31. to And that wraps up this week's Under Armour of Opponent Scoreboard as we send it back to Notre Dame Stadium. Here are Jim Irizarry and Reggie Brooks.
3: All right, thank you very much, Matt. Uh, yeah, Ohio State did not look great today no yeah i although i did see video like from
4: seven northwestern yeah 21 to seven over oh. northwestern yeah uh
3: although i did Wasn't see it like
4: seven seven like going into like the i
3: think yeah almost halftime yeah uh there was video out pregame you now their kicker was warming up and you know not a long kick you know he's got the ball in the 30 and uh you know he kicks the ball and it's going and then it just dies. Like it hangs in the air for a second, and then just boom, like ten yards short. Wow! Because of the wind. So they had they had to fight some elements too. Yeah. Apparently over in Evanston. So of course not all that far away from here. So uh, let's see. We've got uh, we've got a couple of uh, player press conferences. Uh, we've got Michael Mayer and we've got Benjamin Morrison. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, hear from the record breaker first, Michael Mayer.
6: Uh, I noticed. I mean, I'm sure among the many moments you sure people out there was, was your brother among them or it looked like some, what was that? What did that mean to you to kind of,
8: it was awesome to have my brother here. Um, He's playing at Arkansas state this year for a fifth year and uh, this is their bye week So for him to be able to come to this game, I think this is the second game of my, of my career here that he's been able to come to Um, very, very special. I mean, I grew up playing every single sport with that guy. um, And he's taught me a lot of things. So I'm grateful he got to be, I mean, I had like 35 people here, so I, there was a lot of people here that got to witness um, that touchdown, which is really cool, um, and um, I'm very grateful that all this, all, all my family and friends, got to be here.
6: And the moment when you you got the the touchdown there at the end, I know that back in in Vegas, you gave the real quick kind of acknowledgement. That one seemed a little more it, you soaking it in. Like how how what was I guess, what was that like for you, and how much of it was cool to do it in the moment of what this game meant for you guys?
8: Yeah. Um, I, I, I to, to to be honest with you, I didn't know that play call was coming. I thought we were just going to run the ball, um, and we kind of got that that call in, and and Drew kind of looked at it and he was like, "Are we are we really passing it right now?" We just ran the ball for however many yards, um, and I was like, "Yeah, dude, let's go, let's do it, let's." I mean, this is our last chance to do this game, let's do it. And uh, I think Drew knew probably that ball was going to come to me the entire way, um, but it's, it's, it's an accumulation of things. I mean, there's been a ton of people that have helped me out here along the way. Um, started with my tight ends coach um, here, coach McNulty. Um, and then now coach Parker. So there's been a lot of people that have helped me a lot, a lot of people and I'm very grateful for it. Um, I'll never take it for granted. And I love this place.
6: On your right second row. On the other side.
8: Michael, what was it just like coming over here through these fans and just hearing the ovation as Coach Freeman goes over? You couldn't even hear it. Awesome. Awesome. Well overdue, right? Well overdue. Um, Our fans were awesome tonight. Fantastic. I was walking over and I saw them all kind of huddling out there. I kind of pumped them up in the tunnel a little bit. They were going crazy. Um, Our fans deserve this. They deserve this win, Um, you know. It's been a little bit of an up and down season, um, to say the least. And, you know, we, we've we been working hard. We've kept our head down. We've done what we need to do. And, uh, you know, I'm happy the outcome was well, was what it was today. What do you think tonight says about the future of Notre Dame football under Marcus Freeman? We're going to keep fighting. I mean, no matter what anybody says about us, no matter what anybody thinks about us, we don't care. We're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep practicing. We're just going to keep our head down. We're going to keep listening to coach Freeman because he's a fantastic head coach. And that's about it. That's that's really all I can say. Back row
6: on your left.
1: Awesome. Michael, this is your uh, second field rushing you've been a part of as a Notre Dame student. I'm sure this one feels a little better given there's 80,000 people instead of 10,000 people in the yeah. stands.
8: Yeah. I, uh, I, I couldn't get out of there. I really couldn't. They had to help me get out of there. Um I, I actually got to see some friends that rushed the field and they they found me. So that was a pretty cool little thing to be able to kind of share the field with them. Um but yeah, everybody knew it was coming. I didn't I mean that was obviously way kind of more drastic uh field rush than the last one. But um it felt good. It felt good to to watch those fans run on that field.
5: Uh, that's it. Thanks, Mike. Thank you.
3: Four catches on five targets, 44 yards, a, uh, a record-breaking touchdown as well from Michael Mayer. Uh, the, let's see, receiving yards, uh, receptions, I believe, as well, and touchdowns in, in Notre Dame history.
4: I'm kind of shocked that, like, literally you had Drew Pine was like, are we really running this? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I've never heard a quarterback question a pass plan. <laughs> right. That's 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 different.
3: I mean, you, you I I guess you know he was kind of aware at what point of the game and you know obviously aware of the score. I would imagine you know he's probably well, thinking it, wait, it was obvious yeah.
4: Clemson was thinking run two because yeah. I'm watching the the either the safety or the nickel bite hard on that play. I mean it it opened it up and you saw I you got an end zone view and you saw Mayor going up the seam and it's like. When I saw the safety, I saved our nickel. It was like, "That's
3: going to be a touchdown." Yeah, here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> yep.
4: And 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 Drew laid a nice ball out there too. Yeah,
3: yeah. He had, he, I mean, even with the wind, he had a re- he had a really good couple of throws in there too. That yeah. really made me go, "Not bad." He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, let's see. We've got a uh, player on the defensive side of the ball as well. Freshman Benjamin Morrison he had a big game today as well. Let's go ahead and play his press conference oh Benjamin, the first pick following the receiver across the field is that did you, did you see that cutoff did you see stepping in front of him coming or was it justin really forcing Klubnik to his to his back
0: foot
7: um no personally um i've been uh, taught here um uh, whenever you're in that situation i always under undercut everything um knowing I got help over the top, so once I undercut it um I knew if he threw it then he would have to pay for it um so I was just I was just I was praying he was throwing it um because the receiver got me off the line I knew I had to use my speed to catch up um once I was in the position I was I undercut it and there there was the ball
3: the second one is it something where did it hang did you did you see that it looked from the press box it looked like you could see it right yeah so
7: that one' was kind of cool because um uh I've been struggling with that position all year long um back shoulder fade back shoulder fade just getting my eyes back um so today I was really just focused on the details and once I had him in the position I wanted to, I could have just played through the man and just PBU um by trusting in my abilities and put my head around there there the ball was. So yeah. B- Benjamin, what uh how soon in that interception return did you know you had a chance to score? Um honestly, I didn't even I didn't even I just ran. <laughs> I don't even I was just running. And then once I hit the end zone, I knew I scored. So yeah. And then how much? to the punt block giving you guys a 7 nothing lead how much did that sort of ignite the defense and say okay we got this oh like, huge i mean our punt block team has been crazy all year long um so just being able to feed off of them and then when you get a stop and then you can just go down there and just kind of take kind of take the momentum away from them um with a huge block it's it's huge momentum shift and we just ran with that all game long
6: back over to your right farmer right here
7: in the right. middle this might be hard to do, but go back before the interceptions. You were already breaking up a few passes and nodding your head on that field looking borderline cocky, certainly confident. Mm-hmm. When today did that really come into your your mentality? Um personally it I don't know. I I wouldn't say cocky. I would say very confident, just because I know the player I can be and who God has called me to be. Um, So all week I knew that what type of game this was, and I knew they were going to test me off the previous games um, where I've shown on film. So I knew I had to kind of just really lock in and hone in on what I wanted to accomplish. Um, So I would I would just say from Monday's first or Sunday's first practice up until Tuesday, Wednesday, leading on, I just kept building up into uh, my confidence, um, doing things in practice. I, I I mean I saw those formations. Throughout practice, Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays, Fridays, and even this morning, throughout our shakeout. Um, so I think the confidence came through the preparation. Um, so once I was able to see things, then I really knew I was pretty, I was pretty locked in. And then once they started testing me um, and things started going my way, I just felt good. So I just kept going cornerbacks are supposed to have a short memory uh-huh. but it sounds like you were using those those past thoughts not as motivation but as focus knowing it was more was going to come your way no 100 percent. because um last week um i tried to stay off the internet and everything um but syracuse game i was tested a lot um i knew i didn't perform the level i wanted to perform at um so i knew what i wanted to accomplish i knew i've i've set goals for myself um so i i I put my, I don't know, I hold myself to high standard almost. Um, so I knew that I had to kind of step up. So I don't really care about like the media or any of that. It was more so for me and knowing that I wasn't playing to the level I knew I could play. Um, so I, this was a great opportunity tonight in front of all the fans, home game, against the number four team ranked in our four team in the country. So that was pretty cool. And then last question
6: on your left, Sean Sires.
5: Benjamin having a night like this. You're obviously a young guy. What what does this mean to you? What does it mean to the team?
7: Um, it means everything. Just because like I prayed for moments like this, dreamed of moments like this. Um, so for it to actually come into um full circle, it's just it's a cool feeling, um, awesome feeling, grateful, um, blessed. So my team gets all the credit. I mean, front the front is crazy. Uh they allow all the pressure. So when you come to school with a good D line, that forces some interceptions and what's happened tonight.
5: All right, thanks,
7: Ben.
3: Thank you. And that is the freshman ben, uh, Benjamin Morrison. Uh, two interceptions, one of them a pick six. Also had seven tackles on the night. And uh, I'm very interested in this, Reggie. Your thoughts?
4: Not bad, not bad. <laughs> the freshman. Hey, he, somebody's been working with him. Yeah. I, I I I will make sure I call my my guy Daryl and it's like, good job. I'm sure it was your your wife, not you, but. Good job, good job. (laughs) Young man was was, you know, handled himself extremely well. Yeah. So, hats off to him.
3: I think he's I think he's handled himself pretty
4: pretty well. I I do like the fact they kept the you know, the questions. He you know he you see he didn't get as many questions as as oh no no and it was like good job yeah yeah he he was at his limit. I mean you know now the cocky versus I I was like. Okay, I, I was when he when he got that question. I was like, okay, because yeah, yeah. DBs there, there, they have a, a cockiness to them. Sure, just, but you have to, you yeah, have, you need that, you need that. So it was, yeah, I, I, I give him a B plus. All right, B plus on the interview.
3: All right, you gonna tell that to your, to his dad or? Uh... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Was that an instant grade just there? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I
0: mean, he, he's
4: he's he's already better than his dad, so. <laughs> You know, <laughs> he's interviewing Benner's dad already. So yeah, he's ahead in the game.
3: So there we go. Uh, anyway, oh let's see. Uh, we've been at this for a little bit, so uh, we're uh, we're pretty pretty much ready to wrap this up, aren't we? Yes. All right. We will do that uh, coming up here on the official Notre Dame football post game show presented by Saint Joseph Health System on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Wrapping things up after a impressive win over Clemson. 35-14, the final score. This is the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT, sponsored in part by the fine folks at uh, the Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center, OSMC, proving or, uh, providing orthopedic care to Michiana since 1973. And by uh, Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Um, final thoughts?
4: Again, most complete game they've played this year, but, but you've seen a steady progression with this team. Yeah. And they're they're starting to find their footing in – Kind of understanding the type, who they are, their their identity is shaping this team, and and it's been a long overdue. And so you know you got three more games to go, you know this is this is not about making the playoffs, this is not right. me- about making the New Year Six Bowl. This is about getting better every week going forward, and if you can do that, that sets you up for uh, a great you know winter workout come next month and, and, and get spring game and you know starting another season but understanding how you have to play week in and week out and they're starting to get that understanding.
3: Players of the game. There's a I, lot to I, choose I, from. There's
4: it, a lot it, to choose from tonight. You know I mean you got you got you got Estime, you have yeah. you know Logan Diggs yeah, JD. And I, w- I was just gonna go with one, but he's a freshman. So I, I, I mean, as much like as a freshman, I gotta go. I'm, I'm doing, it, and I don't normally do this. This is very wow. rare for me to do a joint, off a joint player of the game. But just JD Drew, like I said, he, that man is he's he's playing at a high level. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at that. He had you know twelve sacks. I mean, twelve tackles, 12 tackles, yeah. couple of sacks. He was all over the field. He's one of those guys that flashed, but I, I have to, you know, give give props to the freshman as well with seven tackles, two interceptions, that pick six. But I got to, I got co player co player of the game just to, to now, and it's okay. JD Drew, or I JD mean JD Bertrand, Bertrand okay. and and um Benjamin Morris. I oh. mean, and it's both defense. Granted, offense played well. Oh yeah, but that defense played lights out.
3: Yeah, absolutely. The defense set the tone today. Uh, yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. So uh, there you go, J.D. Bertrand and Benjamin Morrison, players of the game from Reggie Brooks on the official Notre Dame football post game show. Um, next week, Boston College. No, next week Navy. Week after that was Boston, Boston College. College. I was jumping ahead. Uh, you're already
4: coming back home. You, I mean, this this home <laughs> game was so well played. It was. You're ready to come back and play home again.
3: Exactly. Uh, but you got to get through Navy next week. Uh, heading to Baltimore for that game, playing in another pro stadium. So uh,
4: it's it, I mean, again, don't don't underestimate Navy. But right now they're not a good football team. Mm-hmm. But it's now this. I mean, you got you you came you know. A, uh, the test of playing at home and playing at a high level—you get that. Now it's not playing to the level of your competition. You're not going to yeah. play a, a, a strong Navy team, but you're going to play a scrappy, well-disciplined, and and you know a team
3: that does a team not give not up. team that's not going to give up.
4: Yeah. And you got to play for four quarters. This is one of those games where you you can't go to sleep. Right. And so this is another test, another opportunity to get better. And to do better, and I said this before, these last three games, it's not about making the playoffs. It's not about, you know, January 6th game. This is about I own that identity of yeah. being a physical football team and taking care of business week in and week out. And that starts this now. The most important game is Navy next week.
3: All right. I will talk to you then. We got an early uh, another early show too.
4: Oh, gosh, I love those. All
3: right. Sunlight as as yeah. as I'm walking out of the daytime. building.
4: Yeah, daytime. Daytime I like daytime. Yeah. Daytime's alright. I love all right. the
3: sun. Daytime's alright. I like it.
4: Even though you're in the perma cloud here in South Bend, but you know, by that like, point, okay. yeah. It's <laughs> <That's>
3: okay. <laughs> yeah. Last week it was great. Last week it was I great. I heard. I uh, yeah, just I was just soaking it in for all I could because like you said You know the, what's coming. The the perma cloud is coming. The blanket's coming. You know, what's coming. Coming. You know so, what's coming. Yeah. So all right. Talk to you next week.
4: Looking forward to it.
3: All right. That is uh, Reggie Brooks. I am Jameer Azari. This has been the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT following Notre Dame's
1: huge
3: upset win over Clemson. 35-14 the final. We will see you next week.
1: This has been the official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by St. Joseph Health System. Brought to you by Coca-Cola, Sirius XM, Chili's, Papa Vino's, South Bend Orthopedics, South Bend Airport, West Bend Insurance, Centere Bank, and ABC 57 News. Also by Pet Refuge, Barnabys of Mishawaka and Granger, OSMC, and the Food Bank of Northern Indiana.